get scared You can always hold my hand It's a grain of coke, but that's true. It is funny seeing so all the college students. There was, you know, they're all in town. A lot of them are at mm-hmm. this movie. None of them own a jacket. <laughs> Not to be a mom, but. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I did ten spoon comedy on Thursday. Mhm. Which was nice. It was it was good to do, um, but it definitely was was very chilly. I was wearing a sweater and a jacket. Wow, it's still cold. Still cold. Well, I'm glad. That sounds like a fun time. Does it yeah, feel good it, to go back, do some comedy? It did. It did feel good. I was a little rusty, but it went okay. Hmm. I had a new all. joke that the audience did not like, where um, I'm talking about transition things, and it's like, oh, the stupid things people ask you. Mm-hmm. You've seen this bit. And I added one where it's like, well, are you doing this because you're a lousy driver and you think math is hard? And then I say, ouch. <laughs> People do not laugh at that. Nice. They are very upset. I'm really, I'm really uh, yeah, knocking on the halls of, I don't know, something. <laughs> this is the final girl sleepover. I'm Solvay. <laughs> I'm Charlie. And we are in, did we name this series? I believe we named it Ghosts of Halloween's Past. Yes. This is uh, all our favorite Really Halloween-themed movies from our childhood. And today we watched one from my childhood. Scary Godmother from 2003. Now, I had never seen this. I was vaguely aware that Scary Godmother was a thing. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate the pun. Um, But this is, as I said, the very last time... I'm sorry. This is the very first time that I have seen anything about this. And I kind of had a blast with it. Yeah, it's so fun. It used to play on Cartoon Network when I was yeah. growing up. And then they eventually slowly stopped playing it. And so I was just so sad. <laughs> I can but... see why. It would terrify children, yeah. not for the reason that they wanted. Yep. Thank God for YouTube. Yeah. Um, so so this is a computer-animated Halloween special, uh, as you said, from tw- 2003. 2003, I almost said. Um, we really need to figure out how we're going to consistently name all of our years. So this is one that you chose. Why don't you go ahead and just sort of briefly describe the plot? Oh, boy. Um, okay. So it is about... Essentially, the main character is Hannah, which is a young girl. Um, the only girl with full eyes in the entire town, instead of just small, tiny holes where her eyes should be. Yeah. It took me a minute. I was like, why does Hannah stand out? Oh, she has eyes. She has eyes, unlike these other shady kids. Yeah, and so for... I guess it's... Is it four or three? It's four older kids are supposed to take her trick-or-treating. One of them is her cousin, Jimmy. Um, They don't want to take a little baby trick-or-treating. They want to go hard and fast and get as much candy as possible. So their idea is to make her go inside this abandoned spooky house at the graveyard. She'll get scared, go home, and then they can trick-or-treat. Well, it half works. She gets very scared, but... Her scary godmother comes to comfort her and is like, hey, come to my Halloween party. So she takes her to the other dimension, like a scary world, and Hannah... A real Halloween town. Yeah, it really is. It's so cute. I wish I could live there. 
and she yeah. eats all these monsters, sees monsters aren't that scared, has a big old Halloween party, gets revenge on the big kids by scaring them, and that's the movie. I was just so charmed by this. Um, it's based on a, a line of uh, graphic novels and, and, and comics from, from uh, Jill Thompson, who I, I had no idea that she was involved with this. She does a lot of really cool stuff. Like what? She worked on Neil Gaiman's Sandman uh, as an artist, and maybe most interestingly enough that I saw on her Wikipedia, um, she designs professional wrestling gear. What? And she designed some uh, for Daniel Bryan. Wow, that's actually really cool. But yeah, she's uh, been working in comics for, for decades. She's won many awards, and this is sort of her kind of passion project. She released a, a, a line of scary godmother fashion dolls a few years ago. What? She kickstarted it uh, once she got the rights back. And uh, one thing that I thought was interesting, the backgrounds in this were all really neat. The CGI has aged incredibly poorly. Well, to be fair, I remember as a kid... Yeah, so I remember as a kid thinking, well, this looks kind of weird and bad. So it wasn't... <laughs> in 2003, you were still like, ugh. So, yeah, it's aged terribly because it started terribly. But I think Yeah, it, it does grows not look on good. It grows on Yeah, it does have... It has a charm to it. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's so cheap, but yet you can still tell that people put a lot of hard work into, like, the animation. Like, the thing that it looks almost the most like is um, that movie Food Fight, that, that, which is that, that weird CGI monstrosity. But at least in this, the characters move like cartoon characters. They, they have an actual movement. The characters have dimension and character, and they seem very planted in the world, as opposed to sort of being like, ooh, no sense of physics or anything here. Yes. What did you think of... So you liked it? I liked it. Awesome. I was nervous. I was, because the animation is bad... I didn't want you to think, wow, I've just wasted my time. <laughs> no, I was... I, I woke up, uh, I had a big bowl of Frankenberry, nice. uh, I put on a comfy sweater, and I just sat on my couch and just had a great time. It feels like Halloween, right? It does. It really does. I'm going to make some soup later. It's going to be exciting. Nice. Um, if you, okay, let's... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, just a few things we could talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the monsters, the individual monsters that she meets. Yeah. So first of all is the uh, the eponymous scary godmother, who has the coolest neck. <laughs> like it. Like she obviously needs to be drinking way more milk, but because her neck is built like a question mark. But I really like that. And she's she's a hooch. I'm not sure how to really describe her character. How would you describe her character? That's a great question. She is like. So when you think fairy godmother, I think of Cinderella, and her fairy godmother was quite old. I would put scary yeah. godmother mid thirties. Yeah, she got I, spunk. I th yeah, she and I similar age, similar fashion sense. Yeah, you were very similar, actually. <laughs> She's very kooky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, extroverted, but not in a way that makes you want to stab your eyes out. Like all the other kids with their tiny eyes. Let's okay. Before we get to the scary god godmother, let's talk about these four shitty kids oh, who sure. are like, Ooh, let. First of all, you need to. If you have not seen this, you need to to Google or it's on YouTube. You should just watch this. Look at these kids' eyes. I like when they first showed up because Hannah doesn't appear until a little later on. I thought that they were gonna be like, ooh, the four, like Ray Bradbury's Halloween tree. Like we're the four protagonists, uh -huh. and none of them had eyes. Like. 
they have like tiny I don't know dots like like a 1930s comic strip. But they have eye sockets. But they have eye sockets, which is horrifying. Like. And then uh, and so one of them is dressed up as a piece of candy. Daryl. Which I thought was was pretty a pretty neat idea. Like oh they'll think that the candy they're giving me is small, so they'll give me more to compensate. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, there is a uh, a black cat, the girl of the group. Katie. Then there is. Um, a baseball driver driving his SUV with laser cannons on it. Right. Which was a great joke, which which they just kept calling back to. And at first I was like, well, all right, whatever. But they kept, you know, pulling it back in, which I appreciated. Um, on that costume, my favorite line as a kid, um, I don't know why he says this. He's just like, the door is a jar. The door is a jar. <laughs> and for years, me and my younger brothers, whenever like a car door was open, we would just say that over and and over, over again. <laughs> so that line stuck with me my entire life. And then, and this, so this next costume really kind of surprised me. Uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. uh, Hannah's cousin Jimmy, as the devil. Yeah. Um, there's a whole second movie, Scary Godmother, Jimmy's Revenge. Because Jimmy's such a star character. What, does he, does he get the key and come to Halloween Town? He does. <laughs> hmm. Run, cause havoc and probably learn a lesson by the end. He learns a lesson. <laughs> hmm. It's weird seeing like a kid's piece of media with a like traditional the devil costume mm-hmm. because I grew up like super like religious, like very fundamental religious, and that was like that was not something that would be tolerated in my small Montana town. See, that's like, the de- wild to me. I think I specifically the specific time in the early 2000s they're like yeah the devil's cool and almost everything had some version of the devil well let's not let's not you know argue here the devil is cool yeah i think powerpuff girls was a big one to put the devil on the map oh yes yes Him. by by yeah you know what let's just take a queer coded character and make them the devil and i'm all about it i love yeah, it yeah no one hated that <laughs> no we were we were all like well all right, it's probably not the best trope, but what a fun character. Yeah, I think Nightmare Before Christmas also. Oh, that's right. One of the kids had a devil costume. Yeah. There was a, and this is like more adult, but there was a King of the Hill episode with a devil costume. Uh-huh. So I think it's slowly, I think pretty much when this movie was coming, the early 2000s is when the devil started to become more socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's that new millennium. We were really like, you know what? Maybe we've been too hard on the devil. We survived Y2K, so clearly God doesn't exist. So, <laughs> bring it on. So we've got all the kids. Um, you mm-hmm. want to talk about monsters? Well, let's talk about Hannah real quick, oh, the, yeah. the protagonist of this. who is who? She's a fairy princess, mm-hmm. which uh, is adorable. She has a flashlight. And she, she gets whisked away by the fairy godmother, who we talked about. Um, the first person that she meets is her broommate, love a good spooky pun, uh, who is this mincing, flamboyantly gay skeleton. I love how she's like, oh, he's a skeleton in the closet. And I'm like, hey, yeah, he's more than a skeleton in the closet. <laughs> yeah, it's... There's even, there's even a part, I'm trying to remember like what the line is, but they're talking about, I think, costumes or something, and someone says something like, Oh yeah, like a fairy queen and the skeleton like turns to the camera and gives a skeleton wink. It was just <laughs> it was just like, "Oh shit, like they are 
there is there's not even subtext at this point. It's just kind of the text. Yeah. That her her roommate is this super gay skeleton. Well, it's like the stereotypical kind of Will and Grace dynamic, where it's like this hot fashion young lady and her gay best friend living in the city. I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's the skeleton is her her gay best friend. And as someone who has a very gay skeleton themselves, <laughs> uh, I I really appreciated being seen like that. He was fun. He's a really cool character. Yeah. Uh, the next one that's introduced, I'm trying to remember here, is it the werewolf? Yeah. Harry. Uh, great name for the werewolf. I loved his costume. He's wearing a shirt with sheep on it. I He's, loved oh, it. I'd wear that. I would wear that, too. Uh, he is... And I'm trying to figure this out. He He's an actor... He's an overly dramatic werewolf. Mm-hmm. He loves to eat, and he reads some sort of long-running comic book series that was the best illustration in the whole thing. Like this one picture of of this like zombie princess. Yeah. I uh, then there is um, the vampires. The family of vampires show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max. Oh, uh, Ruby. Ruby and the son who is named. Orf, uh, Orson. Orson, yeah. Orson, yeah. A lot of good, a lot of great, like, capital G great vampire puns here. Oh, like, yeah. And they all so look much like famous vampires, almost. Yeah, they have a really distinct look. Uh, they have the missing eyes, but their tiny black sockets are red, which was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the wife, Ruby, reminded me a lot of uh, Natalia. I'm sorry, uh, reminded me a lot of Nadia on What We Do in the Shadows. Ah, yeah. The way she talks in the European way, you know. Um, the dad makes a joke. I don't remember why it cuts to this, but it's just like, so then I asked Mrs. Lincoln, besides that, how was the night? (laughs) (laughs) What a wild joke to put in a kid's show. Yeah, it... And uh, the joke there is that, I mean, not the joke there, but the, the, the metatextual joke um, is that he makes embarrassing jokes, embarrassing his vampire son. Yeah. Despite his dad seeming like, his parents, like, okay, those parents are super cool. Not just because they're vampires. They seem like, hey, listen, I know that you're like 12, but we're going to take you to an adult party. And maybe we'll murder someone, and then we'll get pizza covered in blood. Which, again, I can't believe they did. Like, that is such a... Like, I think especially because, you know, the protagonist of, like, kids' media is usually a little bit older than the intended audience. Mm-hmm. So when the, the protagonist was Hannah, I'm like, oh, this is, like, for, like, little, little kids. But then they're, like, like putting blood on pizza and talking about, ooh, it's cooling down and getting all clotty. Like, this this was a bit more mature than I was expecting. Yeah, I think Courage the Calorie Dog had already come out by this point. Which had mm-hmm. fucked up any rules of what is safe to show a child. <laughs> so, yeah. But the, I like how the blood, like, slips off the pizza. <laughs> yeah, that was so gross. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that. Um, are we missing a monster? The monster under the bed. Yeah. I don't know what his name was. Yeah. Um, big, scary, Monsters, Inc. Ooga Boogala or something? I don't know. Oh, uh, his name... Boogaboo? Boogaboo, yep. I, now I remember it because it also has the name of those with those people who are that think world uh, that uh, Civil War Two is coming, the Boogaloo I, movement. Which I haven't heard that. Well, I'm sorry you do now. 
probably be hearing a lot more of it through the rest of the year. Wild, because the Civil War never ended. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you. Okay, back to the spooky child movie. <laughs> yes, b- back to our fantasy world, where we can retreat and not worry about the ongoing crises. And he's a legit monster. He's a legit monster, and he's the one that scares Hannah the most, because she's very superficial and a little racist. But she eventually comes around and realizes, hey, you know, he's he might look different, but we have more in common than we have separately. Like, he loves olives on his pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they just dance. And then they just dance. There's a great dance montage. Um, oh, oh, um, so they have to order pizza because Harry ate all of the snacks. And fell on some of them also. Yeah, I assume he still ate those ones. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, I assume he did too. They're, you know, it's like werewolf rules. If it's in your fur, you get to eat it. Yeah, so they have to order more pizza, but she doesn't have the money. And so you have an option to sell your soul to the devil to pay for your pizza bill. I really appreciate the the scary godmothers just, like, standing up for herself, where it's like, hey, my soul is worth more than $200. Yeah, very good for her. She's a great role model. She really is. She's uh, She has autonomy. She's taking care of herself. She knows what her self-worth is. Mm-hmm. And, but they find the money by, like, going through the werewolf's fur. Not the werewolf, the monster, because he's oh, under the, monster the bed. So That's what it is. That's what it is. So someone lost a $50 bill under their... Some kid yep. lost a $50 bill under their bed and it was stuck in this monster's fur for gosh knows how long. Or like a drunk tooth fairy. She was really drunk that night and she was just <laughs> putting money all over the place. That would be... In this world, yeah. I, I could see that. What so what? What? What is what is your experience with this? Like, like you have... It seems like you had a lot of memories of that. Tell me mm-hmm. your experience with it, Solvay. Yeah, it's one of those things... And I don't know if it's almost a um, a privilege. It's almost a privilege as a kid to not see previews for something, to totally go in blind, which I'm yeah. not sure if kids have that nowadays. Watching Cartoon Network, it's a lot of, a lot of commercials for upcoming things. So I remember just, I don't know, sitting in front of the TV one spooky night, and this came on, and it was like, whoa. It's something like, it's not a crazy original story, but there is just something about it that stands out. There really is. And I don't know what it is, just that star quality. (laughs) But it's a great memory that I have with me and my brothers. We always look forward to it. We're very sad when they stop showing it, so it was really cool to watch again. I think everybody should. I'm just so excited. Yeah, I, likewise, had almost no idea what this was going to be. And it, it charmed the pants right off of me. <laughs> so you'd recommend it? I would recommend it. You should watch uh, the second one while you eat your soup. I I might just. I, I might. Uh, what else do we want to say about... Okay, so do you remember the first year it didn't come back? Do you remember what that was like? Um. So I was much older by this point. But I have younger brothers, so mm-hmm. I was 16, but there's still like a 10-year-old in my house. Mm-hmm. So, I just remember feeling a little empty. But again, I was 16. I was like, I guess this is growing up. Oh, no. And then I went and trick-or-treated. <laughs> For nine more years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as I, as I said before, that is so goddamn endearing, Solvay. I've always like, had troubles growing up. I used to have nightmares about having to grow up. And my mom would t- have to comfort me. <laughs> I am I am there with you. 
I'm mm-hmm. trying to avoid growing up as much as I can. I think I've done uh, a great job. I think you have too. I really think that you have. So many people are just adults and I don't understand how you could do that every single day. Yeah, I don't get it either. And I have to do it most days. But at least I'm still an impulsive weirdo with mm-hmm. no emotional control and a terrible diet. <laughs> just like Harry. <laughs> just like Harry. Is there a specific monster you're related to? The gay skeleton. I, I also relate to the gay skeleton. Really like the gay skeleton. I I mean it's not like there's like him like smooch okay, not like like him like smooching another skeleton and they're both boys and it's not like explicit, but this is the most like camp at first I thought, oh, it's, look at the skeleton, he's gonna be kind of coded, you know, like, oh, they're gonna like ha ha small things, but no. Like I said, they just are like, oh yeah, he's in the closet. Um, like the the line about like fairy queens or whatever, and him like winking at the camera. Mm-hmm. It was it blew me away. It was it was just so delightful. Yeah. Um, oh. Later in the movie, when they're scaring the kids, it's mm-hmm. almost like it because they're all in this big spooky house and they're running through. But he pretends to be in a lamp, and he's like making the noises. Yes. And they clap for his performance. Click, 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 click. Beautiful. Yeah, I guess we should explain. Uh, so the, the the four kids outside, like, oh, she's going to come out any second now. And then when she doesn't eventually, she's off having this magical Halloween adventure. They're like, what if she's, like, in trouble? Like, are, we're going to get we're gonna get so yelled at by our parents for this. So they go into the house, and then the scary godmother and Hannah and all the monsters, or all the monsters, it's got to be pardon me, the scary godmother and all the monsters are like, ooh, we took care of your friend, now we're going to take care of you. Scares the kids, and then Hannah comes out with her flashlight, and the monsters pretend to be afraid of her, and she becomes a big hero to everyone. Um, oh, we skipped over, uh, what was the monster's name, Boogie? Whatever. Oh, but yes. He's a, he actually has been scaring Jimmy every other Tuesday for years, so he knows Jimmy. Which was an interesting little little piece of... I mean, it explains why Jimmy's such a shitty kid. He's being traumatized by this monster, you know, bi-weekly. It doesn't tell anybody. Oof. <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack for, for Jimmy. That's why he's just as the devil. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to add about Scary Godmother? No, it's very satisfying when you have nostalgia for something, and it's good. Yeah. I... I'm very... Thank you so much for showing this to me. I I really enjoyed this. Now, are you ready for your sleepover game? I'm still asleep, so yes. Okay. So this is one that we've played before. It's one of our most, most controversial games. Is it irresponsible to bring this game up on an episode about children's media? Is this what I think it is? Yes, it is. Solve it's time for another round of Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> This is my favorite game, but it does feel a tad bit inappropriate. It feels very, very inappropriate. Like, I'm, I'm imagining, like, some, I don't know, some kid, like, ooh, I want to listen to this podcast about this kid show, and then here we are saying just the worst things. Cuties 2.0. And I'm very, I'm very excited to see how this goes up. So, Solve, round one. Fuck, Mary kill. They're not cartoon characters, are they? Well, not... Exclusively. Okay. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Count Chocula. 
Booberry, Frankenberry. And the characters, right? Not the cereal. However, you know what, Solvay? To I, sidebar, I, the cereal yes. on all of them are terrible. Whoa, hey, Those hang on a low second. Low quality, because they can get away with low quality, because we're going to buy it. Either Solvay, way. Solvay, I am, I am shocked and offended at your casual disregard for the best breakfast cereal of it's all time. It's not the best. It's the best looking. But that stuff gets so soggy. Well, I don't eat it with milk, because, well, I don't eat cereal with milk. I eat it dry. Oh, I have made Count Chocula, um, like, Rice Krispie treats kind of things, and those oh, are good. Yeah, I've done that with Frankenberry. Yeah, Which, cool. um, yeah, I got, I always buy a box of Frankenberry. I've been collecting the boxes for years. <gasps> wow. I like when they did the throwback. I did, too. There uh, was, the like, Target two exclusive. other ones, right, that they brought for one year? There was, like, a yeah. Wolfman. Yeah, Fruit Brute. Okay. Which, mm, I can see why that's one they don't put on the shelves anymore. <laughs> and uh, Yummy Mummy. What flavor was that? Uh, I don't know. I never actually got to have a box. Well, I've derailed this. But... No, no. We, I mean, this is, we are talking about, you know, the, the three like icons of horror breakfast cereals. It was Count Chocula first. Mm-hmm. Um, then they brought in Frankenberry. And let me tell you, have I spent hours watching uh, commercials for Frankenberry on YouTube? Yes, yes, I have, because they're <laughs> fascinating. Then they brought in Frankenberry. Uh, the one, okay, the ones in the 80s, like, we, we will maybe even, like, watch one of them for next week also if we Ooh. watch something short. Yeah. To sort of, like, see the evolution of these characters. Like, the 80s, very spooky. Like, they really went for it. And then they brought in Booberry, uh, who's kind of like a Peter Lorre kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all have their benefits. They all have their, their, their drawbacks. I'll say this. Uh, the spooky Captain Crunch is the best Halloween cereal. Oh, Boo Berries? No. Is that what it's called? No, I don't think so, but that's great. Oh, no, like Boo Berries. That's, there's, it's like Crunch Berries. Yeah, it is that version, but it turns the milk green, all the ghosts in it. So, here's a question that I have, and I'm afraid of the answer of this. Is it weird that I don't put milk in my cereal? Um, I think the cows appreciate it, yeah. Oh, well, okay. As long as, long as someone does. Yeah, I, I've, it's I've, not, you're not the first person I've heard. I have people who have gotten very angry at me uh, when I tell them that. Yeah, I think it's a natural reaction, but you're not <laughs> wrong. If anything, that's telling you you're going in the right direction. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm just trying to be part of the solution. And I, I like dry cereal. And that makes, like makes some cereal unedible, right? Like a shredded wheat, I'm sure, is not great dry. No, I, I eat it dry. Right. I mean, I, I, don't, I well, don't eat a lot of cereal. I, okay, I only eat... Like, I mostly am like, like, an, like an oatmeal kind of person. Like, like, I will just have... Uh, ooh, and super adult oatmeal, too. It has walnuts and dates in it. You don't get the ones with the dinosaur eggs? Oh, I really want to. I haven't seen them in forever. I mean, it's mostly sugar. It's not. <laughs> That's the thing, is that I'm, I'm eating the oatmeal, not for the taste, but because I'm getting very excited about how hot I'm going to be. Ugh. Is it um, worth the price tag? Well, I get to, you know, every every October I, I get Frankenberry, and then I'll get some Chocula, and I'll get some Booberry, and I really enjoy those. Like, I'm always excited to see them. I'm always excited to buy them. So this is the only time of the year that I actually eat, like, cereal cereal. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, like, yeah, much more cereal. I think when you're a kid, cereal is a more, you know, important food group. 
but I really only eat it um, during this time of the year because uh, it makes me happy, I guess. Yeah, I remember, it's just hitting me, when we first started recording, I was like obsessed, like I have to eat cereal <laughs> while we watch TV, but I guess I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, because we were big on uh, bagels for a bit. Oh, yeah. When we could still, uh, when you were actually still sleeping over on my couch. Yeah, and then I guess that world ended. Yep. <laughs> so now we have to do it miles so apart. So what serial character do I want to fuck? That's right. Back, um, thank you. Back to the serial, back to the The world hand. is fucked, so this is the next level. Okay. Fuck, marry, kill. Yes. Fuck, count, trap, chocula. Marry, boo, berry, kill, frankenberry. Ah, oh, Solve. My I heart. Know. It, it hurt. It hurts. Do you, I like, would... do you like the drag queen Sharon Needles? I do. Have you seen the uh, music video for Dracula? I have not. I should oh, check they're a out. sexy Count Chocula at one point. Oh, that's exciting. That is exciting to me. Yeah. But that's my line. What's your lineup? Oh, um, okay. Well, one, I'd marry Frankenberry. Why? He, because... he, seems, he seems very gentle. Uh, he seems like... Uh, he's well put together. Um, I also, uh, for Halloween one year, the Halloween that I met our friend and uh, and past guest on this show, John Howard. Yes. Um, when I met John Howard, I was dressed as the Bride of Frankenberry. Which is a great costume. It was. My hair kept collapsing. <laughs> um, yeah, I. it was. And I made, like, he has, like, this steam gauge coming out of his head. And I, I attached like a steam gauge to a pair of like pink or to a pair of cat eye glasses, and I painted them pink. And I made this made this whole thing. And I'm actually in my room. I still have hanging above my desk. I have a purse that I made out of a Frankenberry box <laughs> that I was carrying around. This is great. Yeah, uh, that's how I met uh, John Howard, and also how I met uh, Doug Bradley. Because I'd use this uh, this costume as a cosplay at a horror convention like that later that year, uh-huh. and, I, and I also met John Kazir, voice of the Crypt Keeper. That's amazing. Uh, while, while dressed like that, and he told me that uh, I looked like Dame Edna, which he was not wrong. <laughs> but, but yeah, so as so someone you're who already married, I'm already married to Frankenberry, like in my soul, like that was my transformative year. It was like, well, fuck it, I'm the I'm the bride of Frankenberry now. <laughs> nice. Um, I would probably, I would fuck Count Chocula. Yeah, he's fucking. Uh, he really is. Uh, the vampire thing really does it for me. Um, and then I'd kill Booberry because he's already dead. But so nothing bad's gonna happen. Sex with a ghost might be. I mean, I try it once, right? Oh, absolutely. If I had an opportunity to just get railed by a ghost. I would I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you a big fan of those scary movies? Which ones? The scary movie. Oh, the scary movies. Uh, the Wayans Brothers. Yeah. Uh, not really. I've seen a couple of them. Uh, in the second one, this lady just... I think it's like Tara Reid. <laughs> just gets fucked <laughs> by this ghost. <laughs> it's wild. I loved those when I was 13. There's yeah. that scene in Ghostbusters, I guess. Where yes. Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Yeah, and I the... think sex with ghosts is hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where Beverly Crusher has sex with a ghost. It's... Yes, that one's wild. Yeah, that's a weird episode. But yeah, so that's I mean, I would, I I wouldn't want to like 
do any permanent damage, I guess, to Booberry. And so killing him is one thing, but... Like, I would fuck a ghost, but I'd rather fuck a vampire. I think... Because I feel like... like danger? A little bit. Like, there's, there's always... Okay. Yes, and. I do like the danger. Like, there's always that thing where it's like, okay, he could kill me at any moment. Yeah. Like, he is in complete control. This is... This is just great. having sex with a man anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Any it's second just... <laughs> it could be my last. <laughs> but there's always that chance that I'll become a vampire afterwards. Like, he, you know... He's in love we're with you. We're necking a little too hard, and suddenly I'm the queen of the damned. Like... Nice. That's worth it. I mean, it's it's that battle. It's like, ooh, either either I'm going to he's going to choke me until I die, or or I'll become the queen of the damned, and I will roll the dice on those odds. Do you watch True Blood? I've watched some of True Blood. I mean, that whole show is just having sex with vampires. And it, it is. Hot. It's <laughs> it's so hot. As an, I watched it when I was like 15 when that came on, and I was like, this is a bit much. And now I'm just like, this is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we need more uh, more monster fucking in our lives. Yes, I agree. Okay, so we've got. Should we keep going with serial characters? Well, okay. Well, okay. Lucky Here's tricks the... the rabbit and Captain. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so Lucky the rabbit. Mm-hmm. No, Lucky. Captain Cr- Lucky is the leprechaun. Oh, that's right. Lucky the leprechaun, tricks rabbit. Mm-hmm. Captain Crunch. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm going to kill Captain Crunch. He's <gasps> an imperialist. I yeah. think that... But the danger. I know. And do I have to, like, fight him in, like, naval combat? Are we dueling with swords or, or, he or flintlock pistols? He won't be easy to kill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's killed before. He's... You don't you don't become a captain, you know, without, without making decisions that have been, you know, ended and impacted people's lives. We never talk about how we have to kill. Like, it's a rule you can only live the rest of this fantasy if you successfully kill. Okay, I have an idea for a horror movie. Yeah. It's called Fuck, Marry, Kill. Yeah. And you get... And that's the way it goes. You have to kill... You get three people, and if you want to marry your sweetheart or fall in love with them, you have to kill the third one. Nice. So Captain Crunch is going to get iced. Uh, I'm going to throw him... I'm going to make him walk the plank. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say then that I'm going to fuck Lucky the Leprechaun. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle you. Okay. I'm going to fuck a rabbit. Okay, hang on. Okay, I want to fuck, yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons that I went with it. Like, I'd rather fuck this, this mythical creature than this actual rabbit. Um, and if you, hey, if you're someone out there that wants to fuck a rabbit, that's, that's, if it's a giant cartoon rabbit or like your, your like wife in a giant rabbit suit, go for it. No judgment here. Just, just, you know, Um, just be aware of the, just be, be aware of the FMK decisions that you are making. I can't condone all of the statements on this show. (laughs) We're very controversial. So you're marrying Trix, the rabbit. Here's why. Okay. Let me explain why. So it seems like Lucky the Leprechaun's whole existence is just being chased. You know, people want him for his lucky charms. They want, they want to get that from him. He is constantly on the run. He's living a dangerous life. You know, he's a drifter. He's not going to stay in one town. It'll be, you know, 
just two ships passing in the night. Maybe they hit their portholes together, you know. Wow. Now, now the Trix Rabbit, on the other hand, for, like, marriage, he's someone with goals. Like, he's someone that, like, like he wants to accomplish something in the world, and he's going to move forward no matter how many setbacks he faces. That is endearing. That, that's someone that you want to, like, partner up with so you can help him achieve his goals, and he'll help you achieve yours. That's a great explanation. I'm very proud of that. Thank you. Yeah, I would kill Lucky. Oh. And take his money. <laughs> I would fuck Captain Crouch. Oh, really? All day. <laughs> yeah. Every day. And I'd also he... marry the rabbit. I think, I've, as a small child, my heart just broke every time no one would share their cereal with him. And I want to give him a life of happiness. And maybe in return, I can get some of that sweet, sweet Trix yogurt. <laughs> oh, Trix yogurt. I remember that. It's fucking delicious. Um, I think also, you know, I do think, do think you're making a good point about fucking, fucking Captain Crunch. Because he's in, in like, the old-timey Navy. He hasn't seen a woman in in months. He you know, scurvy, definitely. He is, he's ready to fuck because he's seen some things. He's a little rough around the edges, and I do like that. He has eyebrows on his hat. Yes. But that mustache. Oh, that mustache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else did you have? <laughs> uh, well, the, the next round. So. And. Hang on. I need to pull up this list. I need to. I have an idea. Okay, Solvay. Fuck, Mary kill. This. The Three Musketeers. What? Mr. Goodbar. Or Snickers. Oh. Would you remind me Mr. Goodbar is the yellow one? Yes, it is. Okay. Three Musketeers, Snickers, Mr. Goodbar. I will pause and tell a story. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Um, in college in like some theater class we split into two groups and we had to put on 10 minute play it could be a bit from a play but you had to have the specific amount of people and you had to do this play i was the director and i thought obviously instead of reading a bunch of plays and trying to figure out something that'll work i'll google 10 minute plays with three actors <laughs> so i got this play which is about this woman, this mother, who goes to a sleazy hotel room, like motel, to eat her daughter's Halloween candy, because she's like a suppressed suburban wife. It gets dark. But, um, so there's these, uh, I forgot the word, but the candy comes to life, basically, and she basically has an affair with Mr. Goodbar. Whoa. Obviously, my drama teacher, who only wanted gritty realism, it wasn't his favorite. <laughs> But, yeah, so Mr. Goodbar, I'm just going to see James Brown, the actor. <laughs> but I'll try not to. I um... Yeah, so I'm going to kill Three Musketeers, fuck Snickers, and marry Mr. Goodbar. Ooh, become, become Mrs. Goodbar. Yeah. Alright, this is going to be controversial. But I'm going to fuck Three Musketeers. Ah! Uh... uh you know, I th I think 
I think it's it's no matter how many people, you know, just as long as it's being, you know, fun for everyone. That's the important thing. Interesting. Uh, I yeah, I want to have a four way with some with some French soldiers. So I'm going to have sex with the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. We'll make D'Artagnan watch the cuck. <laughs> um, I would I would marry Snickers. Why? I it's always been it's not my. It's always been like a top tier candy bar for me. Whoa. Like even in that point where I'm not crazy about the Three Musketeers, it's always been kind of bland. Um, Mr. Good Bar is nice because sometimes you get a bag of tiny candies and it's one of like the three good flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Snickers, like my top tier candy bars, Snickers and Butterfinger, I would say, like those are the two that I return to most of all, and then they all kind of the rest. And not that I eat a lot of candy bars. Like, when I was a kid. But I still do like a good Snickers. Uh, I'll get a spooky ghost Snickers for Halloween. Mm. Uh, which would leave me then to kill Mr. Goodbar. How do you do it? Uh, I eat him. <laughs> so it's a win-win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win-win. I'm having, I'm having a four-way with some French soldiers. If you eat I, him, I, is that not a sexual act? Well, maybe for him, but I'm not going to kink shame Mr. Goodbar for being into Vore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> any other groups? I do. Should we? Should we continue? Do you have? Do, do you, you have any others? Should we do I, more serial? Ma- let's do, we should we should do more serial mascots next time? Okay. Yeah. I'll... Yeah. So, but you think of three three brand ambassadors that we want to commit crimes on or enter into happily wedded bliss and partnership, growing together. Realizing our dreams, having children, having grandchildren, being See, able to retire together. You have high expectations for marriage. You know, as someone who was married, I think I got it pretty well figured out. Yeah, clearly that all worked out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what is, so we're, we've fucked, we've married, we've killed. We, we have. In, in Latin, veni veni vici. Wait! We, hmm? No, keep doing your thing. Oh, I got nothing. Okay, I wanted to hear the Latin. Oh, I don't actually know the Latin. I could probably... <laughs> we could probably translate that. Maybe that would be my goal for next week, to translate we <laughs> we fucked, we married, we killed in, into Latin. And that's the, the horror movie. Um, fuck, marry, kill. Scary godmother. Whoa. Skeleton. Or... Who should the third be? Uh, boogie. You think the boogie? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the boogie. The boogie, mon- the boogie, the boogie monster. monster. Choose your poison. Okay. Boy. Um. I'm gonna fuck the gay skeleton. But. I think that. What? How does it work? The famous gay question. How does it work? Different <laughs> context. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Like, which one of you is the skeleton, and which one of you is the human <laughs> being with like flesh and muscle and stuff? Like. Sylvie, that's a little bit of a heteronormative way of looking at having sex with a skeleton. It's true. I'm not saying nothing can happen. Yeah. I'm 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 confident that no matter what happens, we can at least bone. Ah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, You're fucking him? Yeah. Okay. I, I think that, that we would have a very torrid, passionate love affair based around our shared love of being theatric and being a little bit extra. The costumes, the role-playing. There would be so many costume changes while we had sex. Uh, we would play many different roles. 
Um, many of them forbidden. Many, many of them. I mean, you know, if you're having sex with a skeleton, it can be the sec. It can be the skeleton. You can imagine it's the skeleton of anybody. You know, <laughs> it's like, ooh, I'm having sex with the skeleton of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, or I'm having sex with the skeleton of. I'm trying to think of things that are not going to sound totally creepy and just kind of like funny. Is that possible? Yeah, it has to be like far enough back. Like I can't say. No, hang on. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to cut this out. But I was going to say like I can't say. Ooh, I'm having sex with a skeleton. Of... I can't say that. That's Charlie! too. Charlie. I know. I know. That's that's why I'm saying it's a bad idea. That's too far. You <laughs> have know. to keep it in. No. You said People it. You made your bad. bed. Um, but, you know, I could say, oh, the, the body of, uh, Grover Cleveland. Like, that's more acceptable to people, because it's, it's further back in the past. So you just want the skeleton for his body? Uh, I think the skeleton wants me for my body. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I would marry the scary godmother, and then we could go and, uh, just be a cool power couple witching it up across the multiverse. So then you kill the boogie monster. And then I kill the boogie monster. Uh, sorry, nothing nothing personal, but you know what? I I made it as a rule to never have sex with anyone that has more than two eyes. <laughs> Beautiful. I think mine's similar, but that leaves its own complications. Obviously, Mary's scary godmother. Obviously. But I don't want to fuck the monster. But I don't want to kill him either. And I don't think the skeleton wants to have sex with me. But what is sex? Is my next question. Could we not be intimate and it not go further than that? Oh yeah, maybe you could like sit together in the graveyard and look up and like share share past traumas and, and goals for the future. Right, we could hold hands. Yeah. I don't think he would want to have sex with me. You know, I'm not going to force unconsensual sure. sex on the skeleton. Yeah, I think that I think that's the the, the wisest thing anyone anyone has said. Have, did you watch Thirty Rock? I did. So Jenna has this boyfriend later on who's a Jenna Maroney cross dress like a impersonator, a performer. Yeah. yeah, and they have like they have sex all the time. But there's a specific scene where like. He pretends to be the reflection in the mirror, and they both, like, masturbate. <laughs> and I think me and the skeleton could do something like that. Oh, I bet, I, yeah. Ooh, that'd be very, you know what, I like the idea of you looking at a skeleton going, this is me, and then, and yep. then just pleasuring. Yep. I like the idea of you to be like, I, like, just loving death so much that you're just staring, staring at your own mortality, and just, you know, the French call it le petit mois, the little death. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would call it the big mirror death. Which I can't translate to French. No, I, um, who hasn't had a sex dream about death? <laughs> I have a shirt that, that vaguely implies that I would suck the Grim Reaper's dick if I got a chance. Not even to save your life, just to do it. Just to do it, yeah, not even to save my life. Like, oh, we can play chess or you can, you can give me a Hummer. Like, no, I would, I am appreciative of everything that death does. I'm like, hey, you know, death, you know, call me. You work hard. I work hard. Yeah. Death works hard yep. and should be rewarded and not feared. I also wouldn't mind getting in this uh, vampire marriage. Oh, totally. Get, getting into that. But uh, again, I don't really want to kill anybody. 
I think there's serious backlash if you kill the monsters keeping these children in check. <laughs> you become the new monster. Oh no. I'd kill the werewolf. Of all the of all the monsters in this, like even if jacket. I take his jacket, absolutely. It's like you ruined the party. You 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 squished all the food. You're a little bit extra, and there's only room for one of us here. It's true. If one has to die, it'll be Harry. Yeah, and I don't want anyone. I don't want anyone to die. Um, but I am saying if I had sex with a skeleton, I'd imagine that he is. Charlie! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I can't process that. What made you say that? What made you say that? <laughs> Charlie! Oh, man. <laughs> Can a podcast be cancelled? Yeah. It's a good way to end it, though. Wow. Oh. Well. <laughs> so, have you been watching anything cool recently? Not really. Um, fuck. What have I seen? Been rewatching Pen 15. I just started watching that on your recommendation. Do you like it? I do. Yeah, the second season, I haven't finished it. Heavy. Oh, yeah? So much heavier. And some of the kids are older, so like Sam specifically, it's like, damn, his voice is so different. <laughs> um, what else have I been watching? Have I watched movies? Eh, not really. <laughs> I really, I don't think I've seen anything. Oh, um, last night I saw a good chunk of the movie Smoke Signals. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I loved it. That's it. My Very voice is funny. cracking. I'm going into puberty. Recently, I have watched... What is the big thing? I watched uh, The Others, a uh, spooky Halloween Nicole movie. Nicole Kidman? With Nicole Kidman, yeah. My mom likes that movie. I I had it on um, VHS when I was a kid, but it was like a little too... It wasn't what I wanted as a kid, which like a, a fun, scary movie. It was more drawn out. Watching it now as an adult, um, while it has its problems, I really like it. I like the aesthetic. I like that it really creates some some images that I, I really appreciate. And I kinda I kinda remembered like the twist, but I thought it was still done very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nicole Kidman is is gorgeous. She has the best eyebrows. She's beautiful. When I saw Eyes Wide Shut it like hit me. I was like, damn, that is a yeah. woman. Yeah, she is. She is one of my my favorites. She's a great actress, great performer. I I would say yeah, check out the others. I've mostly just been reading and researching. Haven't had as much time for movies, but now once now that you know, now that October's ramping up, we're going to watch all kinds of good stuff. Yeah, super cool. Um, I don't know if this podcast worthy, but I'll tell you the story. Sure. Um, so the Roxy Garden is going to be showing Halloween on Halloween. Nice. And, I mean, we've shown it in years past, but it must have been uh, DCP, like digital, so we had to buy a Blu-ray for that specific projector out there. And John Budge is like, well, I got Halloween, and I saw the cover, and I was like, oh, did they put a different cover on it? Or is that the new one? He's like, 
No, it just says Halloween. I'm like, can I see that, please? Oh, no. And it's like, if he never said that to me on Halloween, they would have shown... The <laughs> wrong Halloween. Yeah, which wouldn't have been terrible, but not what people paid for. Yeah. And I'm... I was like, welcome to horror movies where everything's named the same. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that you were there to save all those people's Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, hey, if you want tickets to the Roxy Theater, who somehow still sponsors this terrible, terrible podcast... Uh, please go to therockstheater.org and buy your tickets. Uh, outdoor cinema is still happening uh, for a little bit. Uh, Paddlehead Stadium, still a little bit. And, you know, you can rent the Roxy for your holiday party. Get get your family, bring your family and come watch them up at Christmas Carol. You you rent it out. Therockstheater.org are our wonderful sponsors. We love them. We love them. We also love our theme song. Yep. <laughs> Tell us about it, Solvay. Um, it's from Rooster Sauce, a lovely Montana Missoula band. Great people doing great music. Um, they have multiple albums. Ours is specifically off... Zombies of the Ultra League. Zombies of the Ultra League, which I think you can buy on Bandcamp. You can stream on Spotify if you don't want to support them. I bought it on iTunes. On iTunes, nice. Yeah, they're great. I think when I first moved to Missoula, I'm like, oh, this is a Missoula band. But no, they're actually good. I think anyone could enjoy them. <laughs> so please check out Rooster Sauce. Absolutely. Well, anything else we need to add about uh, Scary Godmother, that awful, horrible thing that we talked about for 30 minutes, or any of the movies that we watched? Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Garfield, the Roxy Theater cat that passed away. We yeah. love you and miss you. Uh, Garfield was a fat sack of bumblebees, and I loved him so much. And... As theater cats go, as cats go, what an incredible life that cat had. Got to be beloved by so many people. Got to live in a theater, which is great. Mm -hmm. And got to eat popcorn every day. Yeah. Beautiful cat. Rest in peace. This is for you. This is for you. I think that's all I have to say. I think I've said more than enough at this point. I think so, too. This has been the final girl sleepover. I'm Charlie. I'm Solvay. Good morning everyone well, that was a weird episode <laughs> that was a weird episode <laughs> but i loved it <laughs>